to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. Dear 2022, I'm around people now, so why do I still feel alone? I hear it all the time all the time, it's, it's so common for me to hear people say, I'm surrounded by people, but I feel like I'm totally alone. Or people in my life I'm, I'm surrounded with who are saying, I have friends, I have family, I'm living my life, I'm you know, a decently successful person, and I just feel like nobody actually really knows me. Anyone identify with that? There is, um, something that's occurring in our population right now because sociologists are recognizing that there is this loneliness pandemic that is sweeping across our world, not just America. This is a a worldwide conversation of people of all ages and all cultures and all backgrounds who are experiencing this feeling of utter loneliness. And If we were to think about loneliness like a weather report, back in the day, you might have related to it a little bit like, yeah, there's a flood over there, you know, it's affecting some of those people. For the most part, everyone's on high ground, they're doing okay, but those that got hit, you know, they'll make it through, like other than those very few and far between stories that you hear about people getting it really bad. But then 2020 happened, and 2021 happened, tsunami of loneliness. And since that point in 2022, now that it's come and is rapidly going, some of us have not quite recovered. And some of us are still trudging through like a foot of water as we're going about our day of this loneliness that we can't seem to shake the residue off. And the few and far between stories are now the ones who are on high ground, unscathed. And the rest of us are just wading our way through the waters. And loneliness in itself is not actually something to be feared. It's not a bad thing. Loneliness is not a bad thing. It can be an indicator of love lost, just comes with the grief of loving someone well. Loneliness can make you grateful for the next connection that you end up having with someone. And loneliness is also a really great um, insight into how we are wired, how we're designed, because it informs us that we were made for relationship. It informs us that we have a creator that designed us to naturally long for human connection. Because loneliness literally would not exist 
if we were not hardwired for relationships. So it's actually a great indicator and it's not problematic in itself. It's when loneliness starts taking that, that slow and then all of a sudden rapid uh, descent into ways of thinking that I'm gonna call lies or half-truths that flash up, they're on repeat in our minds sometimes that they just, they're the water we swim in and we don't even know that we're in it. Thoughts like, I'm all alone, no one really cares about me, I don't have anything worth sharing with people or people don't wanna hear from me. There's a lot more of this than I would like to sit with. If I weren't around, nobody would care or they'd be better off if I wasn't here. This is a really popular one. I could never fully share the truth of who I am because people would never accept me. I'm an introvert, so I could never reach out in those riskier ways. And then my favorite, so many people, this is in the church culture, so many people have it worse than me. I just need to be grateful and tell everyone I am. What's the F word, the four letter F word we always use? Fine. Some of you use the other one and it's way more honest. I'm fine. In uh, chapter 41 uh, in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 41 verse 10, this is God's attempt for the umpteenth time to tell his children, to remind them, to, to implore them to believe him yet again, that he has not abandoned them and he's not about to abandon them. And his words are, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. This is after they did a lot of knuckleheaded stuff and God is still reminding them that he is present, he is there, he is with you. Jesus, his final minutes as a 100% human and 100% God here on earth, his final minutes, his final words before he chose to leave us his physical presence were these very critical words about, yes, go, yes, spread my love, yes, spread my kingdom, go out to the nations, teach them my ways, baptize them, and guess what? I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's a pretty well-known author, William Young, and he has this quote that says, you don't even have the power to be alone. You can try, but you do not have that power. So if Jesus is always with us, always alongside us in those moments where you feel isolated or alone or lost or just like you don't quite fit or belong anywhere, if, we're, if, if he's with us all of those moments, then we're missing him. We're missing him. And if we're somehow unaware of him in that moment or throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our month, while he is trying so hard because God is a gentleman and he will not force his way into your life, then he's just 
Let me help you. Let me strengthen you. Let me hold you. If he's there always ready to give us that support and we're missing him, then who else, who else around us are we missing out of our commitment to feeling alone or the story that we have in our minds that we are alone? Because God created us for a relationship. That is why loneliness exists. He provides his presence through relationship. His mandate to go out and reach the world inherently requires relationship. And you are designed to crave a connection and so are the people around you. And so to settle for anything less is a betrayal to your internal makeup and it robs others of the same. Because the more alone I feel, the less I wanna share, the more I want to self-preserve. So the more I have to reinforce that story in my mind that I can't fully be known, I can't fully share myself, people don't wanna be in this with me, no one can be trusted. And it's this vicious cycle that leads to this very predictable path of isolation. So being known and knowing others is the antidote to being alone. And that stinks because in those moments, the very last thing you want to do is reach out to someone. And it's the only way through it. And people have hurt you. I know. And you know what else I know? You have hurt a lot of people because we are human. But you have tried really hard a lot of times. You tried so hard and it didn't work. I know. And sometimes that story that we have in our mind that no one cares or no one's gonna show up for us is so loud that when we think we're laying our life on the lines, what we're really actually doing is just barely gesturing for help. And the person over there has no clue that you are drowning. How are you? I'm stressed. Oh, that's a bummer. Everyone keeps walking. I mean, my friends should know, right? My friends should know. My church should magically know when I am alone. My spouse should definitely know when I am alone. But let me help us all with this very simple truth. People are clueless. People are clueless and we are not mind readers and we're all just walking around trying to live our best life and trying to get through the day. And if you are getting hit with wave after wave and you can't catch your breath and you can't get your feet out from under you and you can't come up for air, you need to do what any drowning person would do and raise your hand like a crazy drowning person and yell, help, help, make that phone call. And don't just say you're having a hard day, be specific, be specific. And the next time you invite someone to something, don't just invite them to a thing and they look at their calendar and they're busy, tell them I'm inviting you to this because I really need some company. And the next time you're in a humanity group, be honest, 
please be honest. And if you don't feel honest being in a group, then pull someone aside that you trust or who doesn't smell and the lo- or the leader or whatever and just let them in on what's going on for you. Because I know so many incredible people, so many incredible people who are doing amazing things, successful, and on the outside, they look like they are fine. But on the inside, they are holding so tight to their story that no one could ever be let into their world that they are holding so tight to the story. It's like, a, it's like a life preserver that they think is gonna save them, but really it is the anchor and it's wrapped around their neck and it is drowning them. And they are not reaching out because that story that you are alone, that story that no one cares, that story that you can't possibly open up your whole self to other people. I'm gonna say something very stereotypical, men, like who have not learned how to be vulnerable, when you are in that space, then you are doing that for so long that it starts to become the norm. And then you train yourself and you train other people to think that you don't need them. And then one day you look up and no one is with you. And you say, see, see, I told you, I can't rely on anyone. No one is there for me. And you win, you win. Congratulations, you get to win on that day where you look around and no one is there and you get to be right. And that is a sad day, that is a sad day. And in your rightness, you got to prove the story and you got to invite the very result from the beginning that you said you didn't want. People need you as much as you need them. And we are missing God's provision in each other. We are missing it. But if you would consider a new story with me today, you have for a new story? You up for trying a new one on? It's nothing too crazy radical. I didn't want to swing us too far the other direction. Just maybe, just maybe you're not as alone as you might feel. Just maybe God really is present with you at all times, trying to strengthen you, trying to, to hold you, trying to help you. And just maybe the people who are longing to connect with you are actually there and you've just missed their attempts because they didn't look like what you thought that they should. And maybe Jesus is inviting you to throw your hand up and to accept his help. And usually, often, that help comes in the form of other people. That's usually his MO. And in this very moment, He's inviting us to higher ground, to higher ways of relating, even if you're, you're such a people person and there's like another level of humility and vulnerability available for you that you have yet to share with someone because, oh yeah, I'll let you know 90% of my life, 
but I'm gonna keep this one little closet closed with all my junk and I'm not like, gonna let you into that space because that wouldn't be okay. God will meet you in every relational risk, big and small. And I get a risk is a risk because it inherently implies danger. So I get that. But it's also met with God's promise for connection that is more beautiful and more rewarding than even your best day alone. So I have a couple of questions. And if you have not yet done this, what we do at this point is we split off into twos or threes. And so this is gonna require some turning of heads and looking behind you and seeing who's available. I'd also especially like for those of us who are more familiar with this, just to be aware of who else is in the room and doesn't have someone, if you could bring them in your group of two or join them uh, to make a group of two, that'd be great. Uh, So I'm gonna have two questions for you guys. And we're going to have five minutes on the clock. And you have an opportunity to open up about these two things. This is your first chance to get to notice how you relate to your vulnerability with other people. So question number one, from that verse from Isaiah, pick one of these three areas where you need God most right now and share. So right now I need God's presence most to strengthen me, to help me, or to hold me? If you had to pick one of those three, which of those three do you most need God to uh, support you in at this moment? And then number two, this is very specific. What is the name of one person that you commit to in this moment to taking a risk in very vulnerably sharing your life with by this Sunday, or sorry, Saturday, July 23rd? I put it as so specific because here's what happens. And this is, an, this, is a, this is my first attempt to like show you when you do generalities, pick someone you'll be vulnerable with. Oh yeah, this friend of mine at work. That's what will end up happening. So the name of someone that you commit in this moment to sharing your life vulnerably with by Saturday before our next gathering on Sunday and share that name out loud with your partner. And partner, if you are really down for some extra credit, get their phone number and remind them and text them and follow up with them. That's so next level. I'm probably not even allowed to say that these days. So go ahead and take five minutes, find one or two people to pair up with and answer these two questions. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com